sent a helicopter on the last rover. It is there. Perseverance. It has a helicopter, and it's gonna be taken off soon. Ah, proof of concept. Super exciting. Mars is a world of wonders. Just waiting to be discovered. Humans are about to do something fantastic and spectacular. The first powered flight through the skies of another world. The red planet, our cosmic neighbor, is about to make history. For the archaeologists of the future. April 11th, 2021. Check out nasa.gov for details. This podcast is not brought to you by NASA. Fathers and alien archaeologists from the future. Monday, March 29, 2021. Dear Dad, It's been more than a decade since we spoke so formally. Yes, I talk to you in my head fairly frequently. We continue to argue about ending sentences and prepositions weekly. When I read Go Set a Watchman straight through the day it was released, you actually talked to me for a little while. That's not the Atticus we know. That was a bit surreal, but I enjoyed it. I haven't sat down to commit our thoughts to paper, though, since I wrote the piece for your memorial. There should have been a video of that, but the people we paid to do it forgot to push record. I wish I were joking about that. Recording is important. I would give anything to have a recording of some of our conversations. I didn't have the ability to do that when you were still with us. Now I do. So I have a recording of a conversation with mom that will always be priceless to me. And mom is obviously your first concern. She's reasonably healthy, but she can't remember much of anything anymore. That would make you sad, 
but I do my best, little as it is, to make sure she's all right. I know I promised I would take care of her after you were gone. She lived with me for four and a half years. Then she moved in with John's girlfriend until that went disastrously wrong. And we pulled her out of there in the middle of the night. She was at Shelley's less than a week before Shelley put mom into a group home. She's been there ever since. I call your widow every night at 7.37 p.m. and I remind her that she's loved and she's connected to her family. That makes her feel good enough to relax and get a good night's sleep. Mom misses you even more than I do. She's asked me more than once when you are coming back. I just remind her that you live forever in our memories. That's why I can write to you. The rest of the family seems to be fine, but none of them talk to me all that much anymore. In fact, they don't talk to me at all. So I don't feel qualified to tell you about them. You'll need to check with them. And that's all I have to say about that. I'm finally doing well. It was hell for quite a while. I retired, although Shelley will tell you I quit, in 2016. I lived in pretty deep poverty for several years. That's over now. I'm not rich, but I can live the way you would have lived had you not met mom. I'm in a tiny little apartment. I have my lease paid. I have as few possessions as possible. I write almost daily, and when I'm not writing, I'm thinking about what I want to write next. That's the sort of news I would tell mom when I called the two of you every day after school, before you and I would discuss art and ideas. I miss that aspect of our relationship more than anything else. I have tried over and over again to find someone who could talk to me about the pros of Harper Lee, the way the Contessa offers us all benediction in the marriage of Figaro, or whether or not fried green tomatoes belongs on the hundred great films list. And here's a tragedy. My memory is fading. Art is what you and I had instead of religion. I bring you back to me with art. Others can talk to their loved ones in heaven. I talk to you in the best prose I can create. You and I would talk for hours a night. And I can't tell you most of what we discussed anymore. I don't have the details. I have the feeling. I felt enlightened. I felt that I moved a little closer to understanding. I felt more sure of some ideas and less sure of others. I felt exhilarated. My mind moved. In an effort to keep my mind moving, these days I end up in what pass as debates on a thing called Facebook. Social media is certainly a double-edged sword. 
It is both wonderful and horrible, probably in equal measure. It's wonderful because it has put me in contact with people who have helped me immeasurably in the past several years. It allowed me to meet my hero, Snuffy Walden. You remember him, Dad. He wrote the music for the West Wing. I remember when you sent me the Season 4 West Wing DVDs, you attached a post-it note. It's better than Star Trek. Facebook is also a place filled with lies, hatred, cruelty, and ugliness. It is at least partially responsible for the prominence of the bizarre conspiracy theories that have moved from the fringes of our culture to infect a significant portion of our population. There are people who seriously believe there is a cabal running around in tunnels, butchering babies, drinking their blood, and secretly running the world. It helped elect a reality show host to this country's highest office. I'm not going to talk to you about Donald Trump tonight, Dad. It has also been a place for me to share my writing. It's a place to share my podcast. Sometimes people pay attention. The front porch is the closest thing I can get to you. I pretend you listen to every episode. I have finally reached the point in my life where the nicest thing anyone can do for me is to listen to what I have to say. I have enough to support myself for the first time in years. I have more social interaction than I could ever possibly use. The thing that gives my life meaning now is this podcast. I sometimes discuss important social issues. I come out against poverty with alarming frequency. I sometimes discuss my personal life. I enjoy sharing my story with others. I sometimes read great literature to my listeners or some of my own work. I want to spread the love of art. I want now to experience as much joy as I can while I'm still alive. I didn't want to be alive anymore a year ago. Now I want to live just to see if I can feel a little better tomorrow than I do today. I want to make a difference in the little ways I can. Right now I'm trying to do that with my show. I can't teach anymore. I can't work anywhere anymore. My body won't allow it. But I can still write a bit. I can speak fairly well. I still have some ideas to share. I think any artist would tell you that the connection of minds, hearts, souls, and feelings is the most thrilling one there is. Art is also our connection with our own lives. I was about to go out for a cigarette just now when Phil Collins started singing, Do You Remember? I couldn't get up. I had to hear the whole thing. A girl with whom I was in love in 1989 returned to me as certainly as if she had walked through the one door to my residence. 
I saw the play I wrote about her and her performance in it. I felt myself using the Radio Shack mixer through which I had a tape deck, a turntable, and a CD player connected to a second cassette deck to create the sound effects for that show. I saw my little red bomb on the unfinished bookcase that held my equipment. I felt a mass of conflicting emotions. Love, guilt, melancholy. She died several years ago. Pride, excitement, because I heard a song. And I used that song as a part of my own art and it became deeply rooted in my life. It had its power because it is both universal and personal. This is why we create art. I think we're all connected to each other. If you prick us, do we not bleed? We share tons of the same DNA and we're all here for far too short a time. In the time we have, Let's find all the love we can. The best love I have to offer is the 30 minutes a week I invite you to spend with me. Please consider dropping by my front porch sometime, Dad. We can talk here. Fathers teach their progeny to think. Fathers who are present, who are involved in the lives of their children, teach their offspring whatever that particular dad knows. For some, it's thinking. For others, it might be shooting, fixing things, or, I don't know, perhaps fear. There's a lot of ugly things in this world, son. I wish I could keep them all away from you. That's never possible. Hmm. Uh, but, uh, yes, we we are recording. I don't know if I mentioned that. <laughs> Just you for recording me? Yeah, we're <laughs> not recording it for anything. Without my express permission? Uh, I believe that was in, in the terms and services of the uh, <laughs> Squadcast link when you got... Uh, God. Um, I, you know, I try and make it... A, a good rule in life is is to not say anything that, that you wouldn't mind somebody hearing. Really? <laughs> Teresa's going, really? Yeah. I mean, we all have lofty goals. That's a lofty goal. You know, if you and and your great grandmother and your grandmother both both said it succinctly. They said, "If you can't say something nice, keep your mouth shut." You know, so. I said for me anyway. This this project of 
microphones and headphones and recording and, and things. It's, it very much is kind of like a diary, but it's one that I really don't give a fuck if anybody reads because there's lots of really funny, really cool shit in here. Well, you know, so if you record uh, yeah. it and for posterity after, you know, I kick the bucket and you, and you feel like going back down memory lane, you can say, well, this is what he looked like then before he kicked the bucket. Well, we have lots of projects uh, on on the actual show for MindWave that I'd like to get you in on. Talk religion, talk philosophy. You know, we've had so many beautiful conversations already. Uh, mm-hmm. And none of them were captured in, in studio magic. But that's, the goal is going to be to try and capture some of, some of those. I, I think magic. I have kind of a unique set of values. I mean, I don't I don't fall strictly under the Christian ethic, but I don't not fall under the Christian ethic. I mean, there's it's kind of like why I sent you to look at the Gospel of Thomas, because if you read everything in the Bible, it's kind of, oh, six or seven versions of the same thing. And when you read something like the Gospel of Thomas, you go, well, why wasn't this included? Well, because he said the church wasn't all that important. So the people that wanted to run the church and get the money, they said, well, we're not going to include that one because that doesn't jive with what we're thinking. So is the Bible really a compilation of stories, you know, gifted by the divine spirit, or is it more of a, a, a motivational tool crafted by people that wanted to espouse a certain set of values? So... I, t- I kind of tend to think the latter. And there's so many things in the Bible that you, you just can't take literally because, you know, because you'd be armless and legless and, you know, chopping off body parts every time you did something wrong. And I don't, I don't think that was ever the intention of the divine creation. I think God intended you to live a life and be happy. And not praise him 24-7. I don't, I don't think that was the sole purpose of why we were put here. I think we were put here to create, to love. And I think those are probably the two most important things that we do as people. Create something of value and love. Show love, give love, create love. And I, and I think if you do all of that, then I, I think you've done everything that you have to do in the spirit world. I, I don't think you can do anything more. I think it's... Um, I think it's a false ideal to simply believe that going to church on Sunday and singing songs that you've sung a hundred times before and falling asleep listening to somebody talk and then passing money in a plate to the altar is not a way to move forward spiritually or any other way. I think it's just, I think it's a fabricated business based on the need of people to give their lives value. Yeah. So. This is where light of morning comes in, you know, for me. Not that I particularly wanted to go down a religious road today, but I mean that... It, it seems like that that kind of a common theme with me with our you know more serious discussions is that we tend to gravitate towards that topic more than any other because it's 
You have a lot of wisdom to share. Well, there. I don't know that I have a lot of it. Listen, I, I have a certain amount of convictions as to what I've learned, what I think, what I believe, what I... And maybe it's just me wanting to shape the universe, you know, to fit my set of values. I'm not sure that, you know, anything that I say is real or not real, but I... It's real. I feel good with my set of values. I feel... And that's and that's really, you know, the point. That's really a good thing because I know a lot of Christian people that that aren't that don't feel good with their set of values. They're, they're like they're always, you know, I'm a sinner. I've got to do more. I've got to, I've got to follow the path. And, and and they they're spending their lives being unhappy, trying to follow a path that they think is going to lead them to happiness. And it. it I think the real goal is to be happy while you're here and do the best you can because if you're not doing the best you can then you're limiting yourself and your potential and your future heavy yeah i wasn't ready to get heavy this morning either or afternoon <laughs> or whatever the fuck time it is it's, you just never know Sunday. what you're gonna get it's you beautiful just never know what i you're could gonna eat get. about a billion and a half of these those who do that. There are also fathers who are a threat to their families. Down again, she's still calling. Where's the bait? Who are you? What do you want? Frank. Get out of here. Get out of here. Come on, get out of here and leave us alone. Come on now, Ruth. You wouldn't deny our father the right to see his own son, would you? You wait, I see. Get you. 
my boy. Isn't it? Everything all right now? Our guest is just leaving. Come on, Frank. Let's go. I'll be back. And then you and the baby gonna be back. I scared you. Busso. You should be. What can you tell us about fathers, then? I can tell you that, just as with mothers, all humans have one. At some point, some man introduced the sperm that fertilized the egg that became each of us. Beyond that, there is nothing that they all have in common. My father was committed to the welfare of his family. Many others have no connection with the family they created. They are, in any case, essential to our existence. They have the potential to make our lives awe-inspiring works of art, or cesspools of ceaseless pain, or anything in between. Regardless of your past, please don't dim your light for anyone. We were meant to shine forever. There's things in life you simply need to know Like sun and rain and trust in letting go It takes a bit of suffering Sleepless nights and wandering Before you make it safely to the end Don't wish for indifference You're not one of those We fall, we fall But we always rise up through it all It all We get a little wiser There's things in life you simply need to know Sun and rain and trust in letting go It takes a bit of suffering Sleepless nights and wandering Before you make it safely to the end The end, the end And if you ever wonder There is nothing wrong with a little thunder There's things in life you simply need to know about sun and rain and trust in letting go It takes a bit of suffering Sleepless nights and wandering Before you make it safely to the end The end There's things in life you simply need to know About sun and rain and trust in letting go It takes a bit of suffering Sleepless nights and wandering Before you make it safely to the end mm -hmm. Before you make it safely to the end The end
I was to think of these days many times. Of Jim and Dill and Boo Radley and Tom Robinson. Jem's room all night. And he would be there when Jem waked up in the morning. Mm -hmm.